Hey everybody, it's Ryan from Pie Records, and I'm here with Clark Starries from White Doubt. How are you, Clark? Good. How are you? Thanks for having me, Ryan. No, oh, no problem. Uh, I gotta say, I I checked out both your singles, um, and the new one, Sweet Almond Eyes, is is a fantastic representation of a tribute to the Beach Boys and Jane and Dean and music of that era. Yeah. Um, tell me about how you got to that point from being an instrumental band to adding vocals and the vocals are fantastic by the way thank you thank you um, well yeah I guess that's a good way to just sort of start uh, explain how Wiped Out got started as a musical project for me um, I started it in March of 2020 so almost a year ago now is when I first got the idea to start a surf band. And uh, I guess I had always been interested in the genre. And, you know, I, I listened to a lot of the 60s surf music, you know, all the traditional stuff like the Dick Dales and the Ventures and the Astronauts and those sorts of bands. Um, and of course, like I always loved the Beach Boys ever since like high school. Um, and I kind of, you know, I considered them related in my mind. Uh, though I know that like, you know, some people consider instrumental surf one thing and, and Beach Boys surf kind of completely separate. Um, but anyway, I had gotten the idea to kind of do an instrumental surf band. Uh, um, and I was starting to uh, form the band and get some musicians together. I had uh, a drummer friend and a, a friend who played bass and we had a show booked for June, June, 2020 was gonna be our first show. And obviously um, with the pandemic and with COVID, we all know what happened then. So uh, obviously that show got canceled and the hope of playing any other shows with this project completely went out the window. So that led me to be like, okay, well, what can I do you know, during a pandemic? So I recorded some songs, um, some, I wrote some original tunes and recorded them and they were instrumental at first because I actually don't really consider myself much of like a lead singer or, you know, I, I never was really before. And um, that sort of, I was just like, you know, I can do the surf stuff like almost by myself with the help of a drummer, which is what I did. And then, um, I put a few songs out and some people like seem to dig it, you know, uh, it got a, a few thousand plays on Spotify. And then I was like, okay, well now that I put like a few songs out as instrumental, I was just starting to feel like I wanted to do more with it or I wanted to have the freedom to do more with it. Um, so that's when I was like, you know, let me try like a, Beach Boys style song and I was super nervous about doing it because I didn't know if it would suck I didn't know if like anyone who had heard the first three songs that I released like if they would hate that so but I just figured I can't worry about that um, you know especially as, as still a new artist like I have to just um, do what I want to do creatively and if that includes like vocals or taking inspiration from like Beach Boys or Jan and Dean, like then that's what I'm going to do. And just like, I don't really care if, if um, 
you know, I don't really care what anyone thinks about it um, and I'll just do it. And I, and hopefully there's people that are into it, you know? So when you um, talk about the instrumental stuff, where did you, I, I know you said the ventures in Dick Dale, but was there a particular guitarist that, that you drew inspiration from? Yeah, uh, I definitely think Dick Dale, it's like, I know it's maybe not the, the most uh, interesting answer, but it's true. Like, uh, and I actually, I actually discovered Dick Dale, obviously I guess I knew Misery Lou and some of the classic stuff, uh, but I, I had actually listened to like a, the 90s Dick Dale. And that was sort of really the stuff that uh, like kind of blew my mind as far as like what it could be. Like, you know, like there's, there's the Ventures and the, the Astronauts and those types of bands. And it's sort of like very chill almost. Like it's, it's not very extreme. It's very melodic and it's sort of like, you know, tiki bar, sort of kitschy like that. But, but like Dick Dale, especially like 90s Dick Dale was like heavy. It was like punk. It was like metal, like, you know, and obviously it was surf, but it was just like, it was so extreme. And I remember I turned on the, uh, the album, the 93, I think it's like a 93 or 96. I think it's called Calling Up Spirits. Do you know that record? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the record that I was listening to. And when, when I, I did the first song for Wiped Out, I, uh, I put that record on and I showed my drummer and I was like, so this is what I'm going. And the drummer is also the producer. And so I was like, this is what I'm going for with this. Per and I turned it on and then he listened to the whole song. I think we listened to Nitro and we listened to the whole thing. And he was just like, so, so just as crazy as possible. And I was just like, yep, just no rules as crazy as possible, you know? And I think uh, your song Waves of Panic. Yeah, Waves of Panic was that song. Is totally, uh, it has more of a punky feel. Uh, yeah. Which, of course, I love. And the, 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 the tempo, it's a little bit more upbeat and, and uh, aggressive. Yeah. 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 And I think that that's sort of where I, imagined the band going from for the most part and i took this sweet almond eyes like detour you know I, and like i don't really know necessarily where it's all going but uh like i i in my mind i sort of like juggle like should i should my next song be a vocal song or should it be like a punk surf song like i don't know you know um is is most of your background in surf but uh, also in, in punk rock? It's actually mostly in punk rock. So like, yeah. Uh, so I, I grew up playing in rock and punk bands. Um, and like, you know, and when I say that, I guess I should give that some context. Like I started, I played my first show with a band when I was like 11 years old, which was in 1999. Um, and <clears throat> I, uh, I was playing like Green Day covers and Blink-182 covers and like Limp Biscuit covers back in those days, you know, like that's sort of my earliest, uh, start is like that late nineties 
sort of rock music. And then um, in college, like my high school college years was when there was like the big uh, sort of like emo, screamo boom in in music. And uh, so you had like, you know, the My Chemical Romance or the Fallout Boy sort of period of music. Um, And that was sort of like where I was coming at music from. Like, you know, I was in a band that when I was in college, we toured around the country and we played Warp Tour and we played Bamboozle, like the Bamboozle Festival. I don't know if you've heard of it. Um, yeah, yeah. But we played some some big shows uh, in that scene, like the emo punk scene. And, and so that's where I was coming at all of this from. And then it wasn't really till I was an adult that I sort of became interested in like surf music and, you know, instrumental surf and that kind of stuff. So it was sort of like, you know, now I'm in my early thirties and that's sort of like, um, you know, I just started this band a year ago. So like that tells you how, how long it took me to sort of get into this genre. So you put these records out yourself? Yeah. Is there, is there vinyl or is, is it digital or where can people find this? Yeah. Yeah, so uh, obviously I definitely am on all of like the Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, all of the digital platforms. Uh, and I do have some seven inches uh, of Waves of Panic currently for sale. It's on a clear vinyl through Bandcamp. Uh, and so, I, but it's like a self-released thing. And actually there's, that brings me to a perfect point uh, that I wanted to sort of plug here um, I don't know when you plan on publishing this, but I think it's fine for me to talk about because uh, on March 2nd, which is next Tuesday, I'm going to be launching a Kickstarter campaign to try to help fund a vinyl version of Sweet Almond Eyes on a seven inch. So it will be three songs on blue vinyl. And then I'll launch a Kickstarter um, again like uh the record industry is hard you know and uh i know how hard it is to sell records and um especially in this day and age and when everyone can just stream whatever they want for free um so it's hard i think it's a big challenge to sell physical records but it's something that i'm interested in and that i want to try to do so um i'm gonna be launching this kickstarter and the goal is to to produce 300 um 307 inches um and you know i have no idea if that's possible i'm I'm not even gonna lie like you know i have no clue if if the audience is out there (laughs) like you know i uh you know i've gotten like sixteen thousand streams of sweet almond eyes on spotify but i don't know if that means that 300 people will buy it you know what i mean like yeah and that's just honest you know go ahead i just i just man i know how hard it is to sell records uh even if you're promoting the hell out of them it's uh it's a lot to get into people's houses yeah uh, um and so like for me you know i don't know if this trying to sell 300 records before 
before they're even produced on a Kickstarter is possible, but I'm going to try it. And who knows, maybe, maybe we'll find some nice people who want to support surf music and want to support this project. Um, so I'm going to give it a shot, you know, and I'm going to reach out to the surf community. Like I know as hard as I think it is to sell records these days, I know that the, the, uh, the audience of this type of music can be very passionate, you know? Right. Um, like the, like, you know, those guys that buy Surfer Joe records and Master Chup records and, uh, you know, Black Flamingos and uh, Satan's Pilgrims and all those types of bands. Um, you know, I know that they're out there, whether they'll buy my records, I don't know, or whether they'll be into it. I don't know, you know, um, but that's the scene that like I'm hoping to break into uh, with this project, you know. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, I want to talk to you about your your gear a little bit. What? Uh, yeah. What what what's your rig like? So. Yeah. So it all starts with the Fender Jaguar for me. Like I, I, you know, when I got that guitar, that was sort of like, I think that was really what sort of started. I just got it like last year and I started thinking about how the, the perfect use for this would be a surf band, you know? And um, so it all started with the Fender Jaguar for me. And then uh, the, I have an amp, I, the only amp that I have, uh, is an orange tiny terror, which you wouldn't think of as, as a surf, uh, as a surf amp, but it, it actually has some really nice cleans that I always considered to be pretty fendery. If you, know, you roll the gain back, turn the volume up a little bit, all of a sudden it's this really nice clean tone, uh, and you got a fender guitar plugged into a clean amp. I mean, sounds nice. Um, and then to get the reverb, I bought uh, a Fender Traverb pedal. Do you know those? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're uh, like, you know, it's a digital pedal, I get, or I guess it's a digital pedal. Maybe it's analog. I don't know. But certainly not tube, and it's certainly not real spring reverb. Um, but uh, it sounds pretty good, you know? Uh, and for me, at my stage, of, of playing oh, with this band and with this project, like that was sort of enough. Like, uh, you know, I, I got some pretty good sounds on the records with it. Um, I think that, you know, people would be surprised that I was using an orange amp and, uh, you know, I just like a Fender reverb pedal. Um, but uh, certainly like, I love all the, the cool stuff that Surfer Joe has, you know, with the uh, the reverb tanks from like 63 or 64 and, and the showmans and all the stuff that like Dick Dale would actually use, you know, I love that shit, but I just like, it's not practical for me to buy like a, a reverb tank for $700 and I'm not even playing any shows. Like, yeah. you know, it's just crazy. Um, but it'd be cool to have. I love it. Like I love all that stuff, you know. That's awesome. It, it it's it's uh my my rig is all Fender. I'm not a yeah. I'm not a 
definitely a surf player, but I could see the draw for for the the, the clean sound. It's just uh, the the Fender and the Fender, the amp and the guitar sound well yeah. together. But I also have a, an orange amp myself. Yeah, what kind of orange amp do you have? It's it's um I think it's thirty watts. It's a solid state. There's nothing really big about it. Okay. Um, but uh, it it does have an unusual sound, but, but I I really like it. So yeah, yeah, they're nice. I mean, they're they're one of the big manufacturers for a reason too, you know. Um, so you know, I, especially I think if you're coming from a different type of background, you might not necessarily have like a Fender amp. You know, obviously Fenders are great for clean tones and for surf tones and things like that but you know they're not necessarily great for like punk or uh you know harder music you know a lot of times i mean they can be they can be but it's not what you think of the one i have has great gain on it i love it uh yeah so but but the the reverb and the and the clean sound is just amazing um yeah so what are you working on now besides the, the kicks the Kickstarter for um the uh for the sweet amadise? Yeah. Nice. Are you are yeah. you writing new music? I I am writing new music. I have like a few songs in my head. Um and I, I think I plan on releasing them maybe around Memorial Day or maybe around June, like sometime in the beginning of summer, I guess. Um, so, so since I started this project last, um, last March, I guess, the first release that I put out was in June, 2020, which had two songs. And then I put out one more song in September and then I put out three more songs in January. So I've been kind of like putting them out as, as fast as I can, uh, not as fast as I can write, I can write them faster, but it, um, it's more like having the funds to like record them and get them out. I also try to like promote them, you know, as much as I can with like Facebook ads and stuff like that. Um, So I always try to make it as professional a release as I can on my own. Um, So, you know, I try to, I try to get some nice artwork for it. So I hire like a this German artist named Julian Weber has done this great artwork for us so far. Um, and, you know, I pay for studio time. So all of it has costs. And, and, um, and you know, <clears throat> that's really the most limiting factor for me uh, in putting out music. Like, But that being said, I think I've done an okay job at, at sort of just like putting out as much as I can, you know? Yeah. So I'm going to wrap this up, but I want to know how you uh uh what well, one of the things that i like to to connect is with the surf community and you watch the interview with surfer joe uh what what has his music and his presence meant for you uh when it comes to the surf community yeah like him specifically you know uh was somebody who when i first started looking into modern surf music he just like came up in my internet searches and I was like, who is this guy from Italy? You know, you wouldn't think Italy is 
very surface, right? But, you know, I, I realized once I found him and did some research on him, I saw how passionate he was about surf music and traditional surf music. He's really like a traditionalist and he loves all the all of that stuff. Um, and so I, I always love to hear his interviews and hear him talk about it. And then, you know, obviously his festival that he does in Italy is one of the biggest surf festivals in the world, I think. Um, so that is obviously important for the community to have sort of a, a rallying place to, to meet and sort of all get behind. Um, you know, I've actually, I've reached out to him a few times. Uh, I reached out to a few people within the surf community uh, since I started this band. And I have spoken to, to Lorenzo a few times through emails and, and DMs and stuff. I've spoken to like uh, Svetlana from Master Chops. Um, yeah, I've talked to, you know, the owner of High Tides Records, um, Vincent. Uh, so, and I've reached out to a few of these guys, you know, um, and I want to be part of their world. You know what I mean? Uh, mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I, I hope that eventually the band is, be, is part of that community, is part of when you say those, those bands, when you're like, you know, the, you know, Master Chops and Surfer Jets and uh, who's another one? Uh, Most Straight Jackets. When you, I want to I be in that string of, of bands when you say, talk about the modern surf stuff, you know? Awesome. Well, I want to thank you so much, Clark. Uh, I really enjoyed our talk. And Sweet Almond Eyes is a, a great new single. And uh, I wanted to thank you for reaching out to me. And I'm glad we had some time to talk. Yeah, man. Thank you for doing it. And thank you for giving me this platform to, uh, to talk a little bit about my music. All right. You have a great night. You too. Thanks, Ryan.